Hey, welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. My name is Brandon. And I am Craig. And you know what I love about coming into this uh, every week is you dancing to the uh, music, the intro music. That's why we are doing an audio only podcast. Yeah, you guys want to miss it, man. It is unbelievable. He is just jumping all over the place. But now he's down. So we're ready to go. Exactly. Hey, you want to, uh, Craig, you want to introduce our special guest today? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I've been waiting for this. I, I can't even be, I have been waiting for this even prior to when we started the podcast. Cause I thought if we ever start a podcast, this is one of the guys that I'd like to have on, you he's know, in you high demand. It, he's in high demand. And I mean, it doesn't get any higher and any more demand than Corey Smith. So welcome today, Corey. Hey. <laughs> Man, that was quite the introduction. That was a good introduction. <laughs> so now that everybody's disappointed that it was just me, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're no, thinking, oh, we thought here. it was going to be a celebrity or yeah, something. <laughs> right. That was good to be on with you guys. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, glad yeah. you guys I think, Brandon, here. so all the dancing that you just did uh, to the intro music, mm-hmm. was that all the coffee that you drank this morning? So I am on my last cup of my first pot today. So I'm drinking the last little bit of the first pot of coffee, drinking Black Rifle. This is Space Bear. So I know he's listening. Shout out to Randy Neal, Randy and Robin. They, over the last couple of weeks, have been grinding some um, some of their Black Rifle coffee and giving me to sample. That way I know what I want. And so I've had the Freedom Roast. I've had um, – right now I'm drinking Coffee or Die, and I love it. It's a medium roast, and it's really good. I drink it straight black. Um, Space Bear is okay. Um, not my favorite. It's got a little bit of a acidic, citrusy kind of taste, um, and it's a little lighter roast. But, um, but yeah, there there are some good ones, good ones out there. AK is really good. I know Corey likes the coffee. Yeah, I'm uh, a Black big, Rifle coffee. I'm a big fan of the Freedom Roast. Freedom we, Roast, is yeah. Good. Freedom Roast is real good. Uh, Just Black's good too. Just Black, yeah. Yep. I guess I'm gonna have to have Randy bring me some coffee, man. And that's uh, right. Because I'm I feel out of the loop. You on do. This, so hey, Randy, if you're listening, bring me some coffee, bro. I, I'm more than happy to test that coffee out. And so no wonder you're not buying your coffee anymore. You're just getting right? it from no, Randy. No, I am. I okay. am. And, and this is what you need to do. You need okay. to get the subscription, the Black Rifle Coffee okay. Membership Club subscription. They deliver. I think Corey said you've got a subscription or a delivery Twice coming a today. Twice a month. Twice a month. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yep. I go once a month. I you go two bags. You go one bag or two bags? One bag. Though. One bag. So go, it's go the same, bags. basically. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I go two bags once a month, and um, I'll, I'll throw them in the freezer, and and then I'll get them out as I need it. I get the whole beans, so I grind them you know, on the spot. And right. Love my coffee. Yeah, and especially on a day like this. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Are we living in Seattle or what? It is rainy. It's the next three days. Okay, so I'm just going to say I am sore. We – I don't know if we made the mistake or what, but we – Bought our kids a playset, and Saturday afternoon we started putting it together. Now the directions you've you've got the booklet that comes with it that is like an encyclopedia, and then you also they now have an app for your phone, and so this app walked us through step by step. But I opened the app and I pulled up the right playset, and it tells you what tools you need, and it tells you the estimated time that it's going to take you to build it. And it's so the estimated time for two people to build this playset. Anybody want to guess? Three hours. Try again. Five hours. Try again. Higher or lower? Higher. It's like ten hours. It's like the price is right. Eight hours. Higher. Whoa. Twelve hours. Higher. Fifteen hours. Fourteen hours. Whoa. So that we was put like in, the price is right. It was. And the next item up for bid. You know, is, I'm not going to go down this road because I don't want to interrupt your story, but I do love Bob Barker. You love, anyway, go ahead. I, I love Bob Barker. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> so 
seven hours on Saturday we put into it. Got most of the structure done. It's this big old structure with an eagle's nest off of it. Um, so yesterday afternoon, we started working on the eagle's nest. Yeah. And that's where we slowed down a little bit because it had to be exactly perfect of the way, the orientation of the boards. And so there were a couple of times I got them wrong, and we had, I took it apart like three times, four times before I finally got it put together. But I'm... I'm I'm not used to that much manual labor, I guess. So, yeah. I mean, Wait a minute. I thought were you sore from playing on it, but you put it together. I haven't even got to play on it yet. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you'd be on there with Kennedy playing. Right? Not yeah. yet. No. Not yet. We're getting there. So, but now the next three days, you know, it's going to be rainy and thunderstorms, and so I'm going to have to try to work on it when there's a, a break in the weather, but. Well, that's always, that's always exciting because when you start, uh, you know, getting that, you know, working on that, you know, you get that out, you're like, oh, I'm just excited because I finally got this. But I think I would have been immediately discouraged when I read 14 hours. That would have been like, okay, I'm, yeah, I pay you to come do it for a thousand dollars. There's a number on it. And I thought about calling it where you could get it installed, but I wasn't going to pay it. I'm too cheap. Right. So, So yeah, Corey, how was your weekend? It was good. Oh man, it was busy. Yeah. Uh, opening day for baseball on Saturday. So okay. we had, um, yeah. we had, we, our day started out with the walk for life. Yeah. Oh, how'd was, that go? It was great. It was yeah. good. Yeah. It was great. Um, a little windy, but you know, when you're there with, with, uh, friends. Right. It makes, it makes yeah. that, you know, even better sunshine. Right. right. It was, it was great. It was a beautiful day. Walk to, I think I walked two laps of the Richwood Park, which was great. And I was sore. <laughs> so really? I walked two laps with you. Yep. And then left and went and started building a right. playset for seven hours. Okay. So you guys are so young and spry because I get out of bed in the morning and walk to the coffee pot and I'm <laughs> grabbing my hamstring, you know? It's like Man. Yeah, so it was good. We had uh we had the walk for life and then had uh opening day we had two rounds of uh pictures uh, awesome. for the boys as teams. Yeah. Um and then we had two games. Um, and Drake's game actually didn't start until eight forty-five at night. Oh, uh, so we got oh. home. Yeah, it was it was late, and uh, oh. but you know, the cool part about that was playing under the lights. Yes, you oh, know, and every kid dreams. I of love that. playing under the lights. I literally felt like I was coaching on the field of dreams. Really? Yeah, it was if awesome. You build it, they will come. Yep. What about you? How was your weekend, Craig? Weekend was good. Um, you know, um, I had um, you know it was. I came over here for a little bit when they uh, did the meal packing, but I had to leave because I had another um, obligation. And then Sunday we had church. We can talk about that here Mm -hmm. in a little bit. But um, after church was really started my week off really well. And um, I went over to Brandon's house. Yeah. And he cooked lunch on his black Blackstone Blackstone grill. And, um, they're like, here we go again, the Blackstone. Yeah. And, and it's not him talking about it. It's me now. And I hovered over the Blackstone grill like it was Christmas day. Mm. He cooked, um, mushrooms. He cooked, uh, Brussels sprouts. He cooked ribeye steaks all at the same time. And I'm telling you what, it was absolutely phenomenal. 
to taste that steak. And, it, was, um, it was so good. It, it was unbelievable. So, but, so thank you for that. Hey, thank you welcome. for the invite. We, yep. we, Anita and I really enjoyed it. And, um, and thank you for the big afternoon nap that I took. Yeah. yeah no, I'm, I'm back working on my play set and I get a text from Anita. It's a picture of Craig's all sprawled out on the couch. And she said, he, he gone. <laughs> and I was gone 100%. <laughs> you know, speaking of Anita, um, she told me the other day, she said, you know what we need to do? And I was like, what? And she said, you need to let me and Allie and Allie is Brandon's wife. Mm-hmm. You need to let me and Allie do the podcast one day. And I was like, okay, that's fine. She's like, you guys are grounded, but when Allie and I do it, it's going to be called well grounded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you said, shaky ground, shaky ground. <laughs> <laughs> Corey just left. I'm not going to get in the middle of this. <laughs> I am sitting in the middle. So <laughs> exactly. And if we threw your wife in on top of that, yeah. it's like Charles Spurgeon walking yeah, in. That's room. right. You know, it's yeah. like. I could see that. That'd be good. Yeah, I could. I could too. So, um, anything else going on, Corey? I mean, anything else hap- happening in your guys' life? And I, know uh, I took a. This is a week of vacation for me. I I decided to take a week of vacation this week to uh, get some things done around the house and, and to nice. be on the podcast. Then I found out, and to be on the podcast, right? Um, and then you know when I decided, or when Sarah and I decided to uh, to do this and to take a week off and get some things done, ready for summer. It was supposed to be sunny and 77 degrees here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> welcome to not. Ohio. Welcome to Ohio. So, uh, you know, watching the weather, it was okay. Two days rain. Right. Then three days rain. Yep. And now this morning, five days. You had no idea you moved to Seattle, did you? You know, yeah, right in the middle so, of the night. Yeah. But, yeah. So, um, tell us a little bit about, uh, we gave some updates last week. We heard no, from no one from New York, which yeah, was we're, disappointing. We're still so showing 44 listeners from New York total. That's overall four right, episodes right. that have been posted already. Right. And, um, so if you are from New York, we would love to hear from you. Shoot us an email, Richwood Church of Christ, R-I-C-H-W-O-O-D, Church of Christ at gmail.com. And uh, we just want to know where you're listening from in New York and um, and maybe just how you stumbled upon Grounded and uh, right. and your thoughts there. But we just want to say thanks for you. Thanks for listening. But also thanks to everybody else who's listening. We've got, um, I think, 19 total states. We it's like a we're candidates and, and it's like a, a political race. We have picked up the state. <laughs> Of California. Corey just threw his head back. I cannot believe. Right. This. There we go. We've picked um, up the state of – last week we picked up the state of Arizona. And then just in the last day or two, we've picked up the state of California as well. How many electoral votes is Arizona? Is that 11 or 7? <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, because like California is like 55 or something right? crazy like that. Yeah, right. And so um, so that's that's good. But if you all will, just help us out by liking and subscribing to the podcast. And right. that way, um, sharing it on social media. Right. Get the word out. Um, you know, our goal with this podcast is to, yeah, we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about coffee and building play sets and Craig's uh, Monday morning Walmart pickups. I did do that today. I, know. I, I got the picture again. He's I in got spot it. four today. Spot four. Um, but, you know, we're going to talk about all that, but our, our ultimate goal is to continue to point people to Jesus Christ and um, and just kind of, you know, talk about what's going on, real life issues, and break that down and, and, and just seek God's wisdom and, and biblical truth on all of that. So... Um, so yeah, we are up uh, 111 listeners on the episode one. That's good. We posted, uh, the source of truth, which was episode two is up to 90. The last week's episode diet donuts and discipleship is up to 68. Actually, I thought it was more than that on my computer. It said like 73 or might be, I don't know. Hey, and you know what? The donuts are back this week. The donuts are back. Craig brought in not just 10 bits. 
He brought in full donuts. Yeah. Full. Full size donuts. I have maybe eaten two of them. Well, but is that what you call wait, it? Wait, wait. I was going to say, did you eat that or did you inhale that? Yeah, it was like two bites. Okay. Let me just tell you something. Watching Brandon eat a donut is quite the event, man. I mean, you could pay, t- you could charge for this event and make some right. money. There's the next fundraiser. Yeah. There we right. go. Craig, did he, did he literally say that the cream in this was like a Cadbury egg? He did. <laughs> it was. I love yeah, Cadbury eggs. We won't go down that road, but anyway. No. Yeah. It was right. good. Good stuff. <laughs> Um, and then the, uh, the pilot podcast has, uh, 53 listens Good. on it. So that was the one that people wanted to hear. It was right. just, uh, you and I messing around and trying to get sound all good. And For uh, sure. the sound quality is not as good on that, that one, but. Well, and I think it's important too, guys, if you, uh, if you're listening and you like this, that you share it with somebody, um, because that's the only way that we're going to, you know, get, get this out. And if you're, if you really, you know, like it and you want to share it, that would be awesome. But like and subscribe. That way you get all the updates and everything that's coming in. Cause you never know. We might throw in an extra one every now and then and you might get um, a surprise or, or whatever. But let's talk about, um, let's talk about yesterday, um, at church. We haven't done that yet. And so I thought, um, it was a great day and we've had a, like, uh, we've had a lot of people, we had a lot of people gone yesterday because yep. the sporting events are kicking back off in baseball, but we still had a really uh, good crowd. I yeah. thought and that first yep. service was pretty packed. They and, were. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a good day. I thought the song selections were, were great mm-hmm. and, um, I, th- I thought the worship was wonderful. It was good. Third week back for the drums. Drums have been, yeah, yeah three that weeks was good. now. Yeah. It was good yesterday. Yeah. It was had good. a little problems with the, um, uh, live stream. We yeah. didn't have sound at one point, but that was we, my fault. Yeah, we finally got it. We figured it out. Thanks to Clint and Leah for figuring that out, and uh, thanks to my mom in Virginia who was texting Clint, and she was texting everybody. I guess she was texting my wife and Clint, and and saying, "Hey, there's no sound on the live stream. There's no sound on the live stream," and they were able to troubleshoot that and get it fixed. Fairly quick, so it, they it, just need to keep me out of the stream room. Yeah, well, it got fixed. That's all that matters, that's right. right? That's right. So that was really good. But yeah. um, so the songs were good yesterday. Uh, I really enjoyed the um, what was the lead off song we did? The that was, lead off song yesterday was "Tis So Sweet." That was good. Yeah, that was good. That was that was good to just put the focus on on Christ, and mm-hmm. I thought that was super good. It was good, and, and, and if you're listening and, and you want to listen, um, a couple of our songs that we, you know played off of yesterday came from Shane and Shane's version. So if you've never listened to Shane and Shane, um, they do a lot of worship stuff, but their their version of Tis So Sweet and their version of As the Deer, uh, I love both of those versions. And right. we did As the Deer coming out of the message and just that idea of, you know, our, our souls longing for mm-hmm. God, you know, as the deer thirsts for the water, our souls right. should long after, after right. God. And so I love that, but just the the... I don't know the, the way we we did that. Yeah, was, that was good. Was neat. That was really good. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, I mean, you were here the first service, right? I was here first yeah. service. Yep, and uh, you know it, it was it's just great to great to be together and to worship together. And I agree. You know the worship was great yesterday. Um, but you know you know what you talked about, Craig was uh, was was something that should be talked about and mm-hmm. how important marriage is. Yeah, you it's know? A difficult and subject. Kind it of, is a difficult know, subject, and I I really appreciated the way. That uh, that you that you uh, put a wrap to it, right. um, and that was that you know no matter what when we have difficult conversations, mm-hmm. and we're going with to. those with with others, um, and we're going to you right, Brandon. That we do it out of love, right? You know yeah. that's our that right. that's our responsibility, right? Is to love each other. Yep. That yep. that doesn't mean that we just stay quiet on things, right? Right. 
but it's how we it's how we do it mm-hmm. right now. Because, yeah. I mean, you have a tendency, and I've done it before, I, literally, I've done it to where I've gone to talk to somebody, and you're so emotional, and your feelings are so on your like sleeve. Jacked up. Yeah, you're jacked up, and you're, and for one thing, you care for the person, mm-hmm. and you love them, and so that that's an emotion, and then what they're doing may not be right, so that's another emotion. It's almost like you're, it's like lighting a powder keg at mm-hmm. this point. So you go in, and you see, so you may not go with the right tone, you may not go with the right body language, and it may not come out the way it's supposed to, and your feelings come out. And and so I've learned, and and I hope that I I stick with this because over the period of my life, I've learned that, you know, let's pray about this. And I hate to be caught off guard with this. So something happens, you know, you're like, um, oh, you're caught off guard. So sometimes you almost have to say, you know, can we talk about this later? Um, I don't know if I can discuss this right now. And that gives me an out to just say, you know, let me pray about this. Let me Mm -hmm. just pray with you right now. And let's let's do this because, you know. Honestly, I've not always handled that right, good. Right. And uh, so when I say things, you know, <laughs> you know, speaking and all that, it's coming from God's word, but it's coming from experience yeah. too because I've been on both sides of the of the issue where I have been the one that has been not so good mm-hmm. at doing that. So. And that's on, you know, so many different levels, so many different topics and conversations. Yesterday's sermon title was what the Bible says about living together, right. um, which is is a delicate subject, but yeah, sometimes those Difficult conversations are tough, right? Um, but you have to enter them with prayer. I, I loved your the point that you really drove home about marriage being a covenant, and I think that for me that has gotten lost in our culture. It has in our society. Um, Allie and I talked about that prior to being married, prior to our our wedding and everything about how we're not just entering, you know, a marriage together. Right. We're not, you know, going into this. And and you talked about, you know, divorce not being an option. We talked about that. It's like divorce right. is not on the table. Right. Um, we feel that God has placed us together. We are making this decision not just based on our feelings, but right. we're bringing God into the equation. Right. And, and it reminds me of the Old Testament covenant that God made with Abraham. Right. And that's exactly what marriage is. It's you as a husband and a wife right. coming together, making that covenant with God. Right. Saying for better or worse. Right. In sickness and in health. And till death do us part. No matter you're going to have rocky, oh, rocky sure. roads. Well, maybe um, not Corey, but anyway, maybe not Corey. And that's just because Sarah <laughs> is a very laugh. patient <laughs> yeah. person. She no, patient, but you're, you're yes. going to have those moments. She's where, looking in the door right now, where you're <laughs> ready to, uh, you know, ready to just pull each other's hair out. Right. But you have to work through that, and you have right. to be intentional. There's that word that we used last week. You've got to be intentional. It's a good word though about making it. Making it work, and when you realize that it is a covenant that you've entered, it's not just something that, well, if it doesn't work out in two years or if it doesn't work out in six months or three years or whatever, then we'll move on. Right. No, God ordained marriage uh, for a purpose. Right. And I think sometimes um, what happens is, you know, you get married and God's just an add-on. Right. But I believe we do that for everything. It's not Mm -hmm. just marriage. God's an add-on. God's an add-on to my life. God's an add-on to my job. He's an add-on to my family. He's just an add-on when he actually needs to be the top priority in your life. And I think that's a really hard distinction to make for people that God, Christ, Holy Spirit, the truth of his word is who I am. That's who I reflect in my life. And so I think it gets really difficult because we are such a, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. 
And yes, and then I'm going to go to church Sunday. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, but I'm also going to just, I'll, I'll start my day off with prayer. And it's kind of a generic prayer, you know, and so we, we, we go down that road, but I don't know who it was, but a while back ago, I heard somebody, it's been a few years ago, but somebody once said that we've added God into our families and into our homes and into our marriages. It's like we can use him or not. God, we need you, so we'll bring you in. But right. when you really, what you need to do is you need to gather you as a husband and a wife in a family. And what you need to do is you just, you picture the arms of God holding you. And that's what you need to do. And I, I like right. that picture. And I didn't give that yesterday because, you know, you, there's so much, you know, you can do. But, um, I do like that picture because most of all, what you think is that, we're going to sit down at the table and, oh, by the way, we're going to invite God here right now. No, God, right. it's either you're doing it or you're not. Right. And this is the thing that I think more than anything that I am not going to let up since March of last year. This is what it is. You're either following God or you're not. You can't do it half. You can't do it a fraction. You can't. You really can't follow God 90%. Right. Yeah. You got to follow him. Yep. 100%. I just whacked my microphone, so sorry about that. That'd be right. You know, I... Uh... I had uh, a buddy of mine who, you know, we had a conversation before he, you know, he was struggling and um, I just, I asked him, I, you know, in his relationship and I, I just said, well, who, who is competing with God for number one in your life? Mm. Mm. And uh, that was a good conversation that, yeah. that he and I had and, and it, and it, it was a conversation that ended in, hey, you know, maybe this is a time. Uh, and this is something for me to continually be reminded of as well is there's nothing that should compete with God for number one in my life. Right. Right. Once God is number one in my life, he is going to, he's going to take care of me. Oh, right. 100%. you know, and he's going to, he's going to take care of my marriage. He's going to be the center of that marriage and we're, we'll be good, mm -hmm. you know, but I think it comes down to who's. Who's God competing with yeah. mm -hmm. yep. for and, number one in your life? And why is this question to both of you? Why, why is it so hard to allow God to take over? I mean, why don't we just, okay, God, we're going to let you take over this and we're going to just submit to you. Why is that so difficult to do? For me or for most people? Uh, for you or for most people. I mean, take it personally and then maybe I'm, talk for everybody I'm else. Headstrong. Okay. And, and if I come up with, okay, this is how it's going to be, or this is the direction I see this going, I, I get pretty set on that. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's a man thing or if that's just a personality thing or what, but I'm I'm a confident person. And and so if, if I think that this is the path I need to be on, it, it's going to take a lot for me to get off that path. Right. And so I try to do it myself. I try to sometimes will it myself. It's like, well, that's where I need to right. be. So let's make this work. Right. And, and sometimes God's like, no, that's not where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's just relinquishing that, um, that control. Exactly. Control. Thank you mm -hmm. to God of saying, okay, that's where I think I need to be. But what, you know, right. What God, what's your will? Right. And that's the biggest, I think thing right there. And, if I'm talking for myself, it would be more on – I'm kind of the same way. I like to be in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. I like to to know where I'm going. I mean I'm like that in my life. I don't like to follow anybody. I have to evaluate everything that anybody tells me. I just don't take what you tell me as cold, hard facts and truth. I don't even like to be behind somebody on the road. I like to be the front car. Right. 
You're smiling. <laughs> just, <laughs> so I'm just wondering, are you driving or am I driving in a couple of weeks when we we travel to do the podcast? If you drive, I'll tell you how to do it. But okay. anyway, okay. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that so I like to be in control of that, which when you're like that, that's a really hard place to be. And and I'm gonna tell you why that's such a hard place to be, because you you mentioned control. It is that, but you for me, it's I got to kind of open up my arms and my hands to God and trust right. him. Yes. Because it's like, okay, I trust God and then people are like, Well, I don't know if he can do this, so and I've been this been in this place where then I'll go ahead and take it over. And here's what I picture God doing now with me when he's looked down me in the past. Like, okay, you want to take it? I'm backing out. Enjoy your life and may God bless you on your journey or whoever's yeah. going to bless you and, mm-hmm. you know, handle this on your own. But then you get to that point where it's just like, God, I, I cannot do this without you. So I don't know what the next hour is going to look like. I don't know what the next day is going to look like. So I am going to trust you no matter what right, right now. And so that's where for me, in the past, it's been the hardest, and I still wrestle with it, but it's easier because I know what God can do. Right. I've seen God move in my life, and this is where I, where we, you know, we talk, um, dollars to donuts or whatever, where it's like, I don't know more than everybody else. I've just happened to live more than some people, and I've actually seen God move. Right. And I know what God can literally do in my life where, you know, I'll just tell you. God has helped me get through many things in my life. God helped Anita and I put together um, a marriage that was struggling. It was God. Mm-hmm. It was God who did that. It was God. Is He's the one that spoke in both of our hearts. And, and uh, it was God. It was all God. So I know what God can do. I know what God can do. And so when I give up control or I give up myself or I give up you know, what, what I need to do. I read a verse yesterday. I'll let you respond here, and I'll and I'll be quiet. But it was Luke chapter nine, verses twenty three and twenty four. And every time I read this verse, no matter when I read this, it just gets to me. Mm-hmm. And, and it's where Jesus says, "If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way." And you already said that's your will. Right. You got to give up yeah. your will. You got to give up your rights. You got to give up your opinions and what you want to do. And you take up your cross daily, daily. Mm-hmm. and you follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you're going to save it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I look at that, it's like, if you want to be my follower, here's what you got to do. You got to carry that cross and right. you got to give up your rights daily and you got to take up your cross daily right. and follow me. So, yeah. Corey, I guess the only way to, you know, a thing to, to add to that, it would be uh, patience. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, patience and trusting kind of what you had said there. Uh, Craig, I almost called you Clint. Craig, oh I've my. been called a lot worse, but that's pretty bad. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Craig is, uh, you know, it's just that, that trusting God and being patient right. for what he's going to do. And it's mm-hmm. not going to be overnight at times. No, it's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah. And I, you know, we live in a world today where, you know, when people want something, they want it now. Right. And it's unwilling to wait. And maybe that's why we have a a debt issue. And I don't want to get into that right now, but right. you know, I mean, if I want something, I want it now and I'm going to go buy it right, right now. Right. It's right. kind of like, Hey God, I'm asking for this right now. Can you provide this for me right now? But that may not be what's right for your life mm-hmm. at that point. Right. You know, so Good trusting point. in where God is leading you and being patient yes. with the results and with the answer, you know, and God may be answering you at that moment. 
and it's just not what you want to hear. It's not. It's yeah. it, you don't like the answer. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You know, that's a great point because God is. If you pray, God is going to answer your prayer. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is maybe, but not right now. And I think that because of that patience. Mm-hmm. Is tough. It's a tough pill to swallow sometimes. And sometimes when we hear the word, when we when it's maybe, we hear no. Right. And so we automatically, and so when we don't get the answer that we want from God, which is which I've done before, mm-hmm. you automatically just check God off the list. Okay, since I didn't get what I wanted, so you get you get you get inflamed about it. People, right? I mean, I I talked to somebody a couple couple months ago, so they've been praying for something for six months, and they're tired of praying about it because they don't. Um, Nothing's happening. I was like, and my question to them was, how do you know nothing's happening? Right. Well, I haven't seen any, um, I haven't seen the answer that I want. I said, bingo. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen the answer you want. Right? Yeah. And because we're looking. Exactly. Right. And where does faith call, come into play? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. You were talking about, you know, us inviting God into aspects of our life, but he's not our king, essentially. Right. Um, you read the verse yesterday, Colossians three seventeen. It says, "Whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ." Whatever mm-hmm. it doesn't doesn't say only when you're feeling like it, right? Only when you're at church, only when you're right. here or there, or you're in this mood, right? Whatever you do or say, right. do it as a representative of Jesus Christ. I mean, think about that statement. That that's yeah. that's a hard statement. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's hard. I think in that's marriage, hard to do in yeah. as a parent in our place of employment. Right. In traffic. Right. I mean, think about that statement. Something happens and, and I'm just going to use me as an example if I can. Um, you know, somebody comes up after church and nails me with something because they didn't like something. You're too political. You're, you know, this or, or whatever. I didn't like what you said about, you know, homosexuality or I didn't like. And so, I am to be a representative right. of Jesus Christ because what's your first reaction? Your first reaction is to throw the wall mm-hmm. up or to and and I'm good at that because sometimes I just don't want to hear it. Can I just be honest? Yep. I just I get tired of hearing that and so I just I'm like whatever, but um but you are to part of that is to be a representative of Christ and sometimes being a representative of Christ is going to be by example. Sometimes it's going to be by well let's talk about that. Let's talk about why you're having such a hard time about that because here's what God's word says. Right. And so that's the representative instead of taking that as, you know, um, as a slam or whatever, which I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. But that's one of those experience things. The more it happens. Yeah. I learned about your age, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's when I started um, maybe about 34, 35, 36, start to let go. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I would be lying to you if I said that not everything doesn't bother me. Right. Some things do bother right. me. And, um, but let me just put it this way. It's a very quick fix. It's because I'm just like, Lord, I don't even know what to do with this. And so you got it. Exactly. And I can, and I can release it pretty, pretty fast. When I was your age, it was a little more difficult. So, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's a journey, your, you know, journey. Yeah. But yeah, I thought yesterday was a good day. I thought topics are, you know, the topic is a little, um, you know, I prayed a lot about that and, mm-hmm, for sure. um, prayed, you know, I, I actually had that on the table a couple months ago yeah. and pulled it back off. Um, thought I was ready, wasn't ready. Um, you talked about the ending. I didn't want to just end it 
final. <laughs> right, right. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm all right ending something as final because, you know, there's kind of a continuation in the next week or you're going to talk about it later. But yesterday I, I didn't want to, um, you know, uh, my wife's always like, Hey, give us something that we can, you know, hang on to. Um, there's got to be something. And so that's what I, that's why I delayed that. I right. wanted to yeah. go down that road to, What's the final thing that God, what do you want, what, what do we need to hear as we're ending this out? So that's what I prayed about and that's why I delayed that. So. Right. Yeah. I also Excuse appreciate me. how you, you know, you brought up parents and continuing to be a parent, right? Mm-hmm. Is that some, you know, and I'm not at this point because sure. I have a 13, 11, 8, and 6 year old. So I'm, I'm not at the point where my kids are grown right out of the home making their own decisions. Right. Right. Um, but it's good to hear that my role as a parent never ends. It doesn't. Sure. It doesn't end it doesn't. at an age. No. 18 years old does not mean that I'm done being a parent. No. It's just a different role. It's a different role. It's a, it's a role, role of encouragement mm-hmm. through, the, through life. It's a role of, hey, accountability maybe, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a different role. But my job never ends as a parent. Right. That's my responsibility. That's my God-given responsibility. Amen. And, a, and, and the day that those – that my children were born, they were a gift. They're God's gift right. to me, yep. and I need to nurture and take care of that gift exactly until I until I'm gone. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, and I think that the older I get, the more I realize that yes, they're a gift to me, but I'm also a gift, you know, to my kids. Amen. God and you're a gift to us too. Can well, I just say that, especially when you, you danced in the music? Exactly. Today. Okay. Yeah. But no, I, I see that in my parents and my in-laws. Of right, you know, they yeah, I'm in my mid thirties, but. I can still be poured into, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm always going to be my parents' child. Right. It looks different. Right. The conversations look different, but there are still teaching moments right. in there. You talked about that yesterday with your kids mm-hmm. of kind of putting your dad hat on and, and going to him and, right. and, and saying, Hey, you know, I need to talk to you. Uh, or it's good when they come to you and ask you for exactly. you know, advice. And, yeah. you know, I had, um, uh, I feel very blessed in my life, totally blessed, and, and I'm really blessed with, um, you know, that God knew the person that I needed to be with for my t- entire life, and it was Anita, and, um, you know, and like I said, we've had our moments and our times, but she's also the person who, she really keeps me in check and makes me a better person, and so that, you know, I love her for that, and I love her for who, I've always loved her for, for that, and um, and then, you know, like you said, you have a blessing of having children and they were a blessing and uh, still are uh, because now they bring little other blessings in, which I really like. <laughs> yes, and that's amazing. Yeah. And um, but what I what I want to tell you is that they you know, that being a blessing is that I was very ill equipped to be a dad, hmm. did not know what I was doing. And uh, I don't care if you had a good dad, a bad dad. I don't care how many books you've read. It doesn't hit the. It doesn't hit the car. Doesn't get out on the street till you actually have mm-hmm. that baby mm-hmm. um, in your hand. And and I've not always done it perfectly. And I've not been a good dad. And then I've been a good dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I've had a prayer in my life, which was this: is that God, I would pray that my children would take everything about me, good, bad, indifferent, flaws, whatever, and. Not any of those things would get in the way of you. Right. That was a prayer. I prayed every day for them. And um, and thankfully, right now, I hope, as I can see, that that didn't happen. And I always left it open for my kids. And I've asked them, 
hey, do you guys need to talk about anything? Have I done anything over the last couple of weeks or month or whatever, you know, that we need to talk about that's sticking in your craw? Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm telling because I don't want you to get older, like 35 years old, and look back because I don't know why he did that right, when I was 14. Right. So I'd open it up. Dustin's about as easygoing as he could possibly mm-hmm. be. And uh, he'd always be like, no, I, I think I'm all right. <laughs> My daughter, on the other hand, would be like, yeah, here's these 12 things, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we'd go through them. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great point, though. You know, you talked about you didn't always get it right. Man, who who yeah. does? But you take those moments and you learn from them. I've told people that, you know, I I learned a lot in college, but I really didn't start learning and growing in ministry until I was in ministry and made mistakes. Right. It's like sometimes you learn what right. not to do. And you and that's true right. as a parent too. It's like, oh man, I didn't handle that really good at all. And you have to go mm-hmm. back. You know, I had, oh, you do. I had to go back and apologize to my daughter who's nine the other day. Really? And said, Hey, you know, I didn't handle this right. Just want you to know I'm not mad at you. Um, you know, accidents happen, whatever. Right. You know? and, and so it's right. you know, not it's it's humbling. Mm-hmm. Not always easy, but it's humbling, and then you learn from that, and you take that, and, right? And and again, it's in whatever, whatever you do or say, exactly, you're representative of Christ Jesus. Oh, and that's man, that's such a mindset. Yeah, that's such a mindset. Yeah, but well, I thought it was good to you know you talked yesterday um, <clears throat> in the message about you know talking about living together. You talked about cohabitation myths and truths mm-hmm. you know and i think that when you talk about something like this in church it's almost like voodoo you know it's mm-hmm. like oh we we don't want to offend anybody we don't right. want but they're they're getting i'm an equal opportunity offender you're i think you're an I equal said opportunity <laughs> offender exactly but there there are so many myths you know coming from the world all right society is telling telling us what things should look like right but we have to go back to what god's, god's truth. word god's word Right, um, and so I, you know, I thought that that was good, and he threw in a John Piper quote, so that was which good. was not a deep quote, but it was a good. It, th- it was a thought provoking. Yeah. Quote. So, so myth number four is we can live together and not have sex, and John Piper, the quote that you gave from John Piper, he said <laughs> a statement like "We are going to live together and not have sex" is like me saying, "Now don't think of polar bears dressed in hula skirts. It's impossible." <laughs> it is because I'm thinking of it right now. I right am too. Yeah. I got the visual. Did you get the visual? I did. Yeah, and that's we're talking about going to the zoo later this uh, this week, also, right? And uh, (laughs) what if now when I see when I see the polar bear, you're gonna think of John Piper. I'm gonna think of John Piper. (laughs) I was like, "Where's the hula?" Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think that that is important though to to point out the myths and truths. The myths are are what society is telling us, or we're based off of our feelings. The truth is from what? God's word. And Mm -hmm. so where, you know, where does that? Well, you know, one of the things um, we talked about yesterday, which I just blightly went over top of it in, um, but I mentioned that, you know, um, you know, adultery Mm -hmm. is before you're married. Yeah. So like whether I'm 14, 15, 18, 20, and I'm not married, 23 and not married, um, that's you know, I like the quote by Eric Mason where he says, you know, God's word says, you know, no sex before married, period. Right. Yeah. Um, and I like that because it's just like, yeah. that's it. That It's not there. And so, and, you know, we are to be, um, you know, live our life in purity. And one of the things that I think I mentioned was is that this is – people look at this as a deeply physical act, and it is. Right. But this is actually a spiritual 
act before God, mm-hmm. our Creator and Heavenly Father, for what He intended this, right. you know, to be. And you know, you keep it in inside the bonds of the marriage relationship and in the marriage uh, in your marriage. Yeah. I mean, it's for procreation. It's to um, you know bring those blessings into the world, which that's what it's intended to be. It is for uh, the couple for for pleasure, and that's some of the things that churches just do not talk about because right. that is taboo. Yeah. So you know, growing up. In the church, they wouldn't talk about this. They didn't talk about sex. They didn't talk about, you know, any of that. So it was almost like that sex was like it never happened. But you right. you know it happened because there's kids everywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly. it's happening, right. you know. So, um, so, but we didn't talk about that in the confines of that. And, and I remember the first time that <laughs> – Yes. <laughs> and I remember There's kids everywhere. <laughs> there are there are kids everywhere. <laughs> and I remember the first time that I was uh I was a youth minister and the first time I talked about sex I heard it from a few parents. Mm. And this was about 19 um Oh, let me think. It was about 1993 or so when I did this. And 94 and yeah, I was 8. And I heard it. I, I mean, I heard about this. It was, they were upset. They were, you shouldn't be doing this. And, um, you know, that's not right. And I'm like, it's in the Bible. Right. You, are you doing it? Are you, I'd ask, are you doing it? Oh, well, no. I mean, well, who's going to do it? Exactly. Somebody, somebody needs to know the godly way mm-hmm. when it comes to this. Cause if not, we're going to be setting in trouble, you know, so. And that goes back to, I love this scripture, John 10, 10, you know, where Jesus says, you know, I've come to bring you life and bring it to you abundantly. abundantly. And I tried to bet my best to break that down. You know, you know, you get the abundant life by following God. He's not giving you restrictions. It's for you to have right. that life that he's intended you to have. And I love the, the illustration that you used yesterday. And first service, my kids were in there with me. Mm-hmm. And you talked about, you know, how all of you in here who have kids. You said if your kids wanted to ride their bicycle up and down Route 4, and for those of you who maybe aren't from this area, Route 4 is a very highly traveled road. It's a state road that runs Mm -hmm. north and south from Marysville to Marion and and beyond. Right. To infinity and beyond. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Action figure. Exactly. (laughs) And so, um, you know, would you let your kids do that? And Jordan, my oldest, looked at me and she goes, no, No. because we live right on Route 4. Right. And I'm always telling them. Do not get too close to the road. Right. Don't get too close to the road. You know, if you're riding your bike, I don't care what you're doing. Right. And and she understood that. Yeah. And and I don't I don't tell them that because I don't want them to have fun. Right. I want to protect them. Right. I know the possibilities of what could happen, and that's exactly right. what God is doing in His Word when He right. was saying marriage or, or sex is for the marriage bed. Right. It, it's it's for a man and a woman who are in that. Um, covenant relationship together right. with God for that purpose, mm-hmm. and and so it's not like he's an angry, you know, angry kid on an ant hill with a magnifying glass trying right. to burn up the ants. Right. He wants us to to have fun. He, right. he doesn't want to put his thumb down on us, but he also wants to protect us exactly as well. And you guys are at the age where you you you're, you're right at the fun part of being a parent you know it's like oh, yeah, it's i'm nice. glad mine's over but anyway <laughs> yeah thanks for that <laughs> if you ever need any help let me know <laughs> yeah well we, we will okay. exactly. <laughs> are you gonna babysit next week for us um yeah, i'll see what i need to start right. <laughs> <laughs> um now I, going back to the eric mason 
uh, quote. I, you know, I've uh, I've listened to him a few times right. and, and did a couple of his Bible studies. And when he says period, I can just see Eric Mason saying that. And to me, hearing that yesterday, um, it was there's no gray area no, right, with none. this. None. Period. Conversations over. Done. No gray area. Um, you know, be better. Right. Right. You know. Right. Right. And 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 know your role, basically. Exactly. So that was good. Yeah, it's just um, though, and I really believe with all my heart that as we talk about things like this, you know, we go down these roads, and they're not easy conversations, and neither right. easy to talk about. But it is, I believe, literally talking about God's word right. and breaking down God's word for what we need to do, and how how's that going to apply to my life today, and um, you know, um, and that's what it you know, that that's what it boils down to. What can right. I do as a follower of Christ from today? What do I need to do? Right. And so here's what we need to do. Here's what I need to do, you know. And um, I think that's the most one of the most important things. Guy, we talked a few weeks ago, you know, when you, you go back to the source of truth, and we've talked about this. You know, mm-hmm. you got to read it. you got to meditate on God's Word, and then what? Apply it. you got to apply oh, that. Yeah. If you don't apply it, there's no – stop reading it. Right. You're, you're, you're just really making, you know, a farce out of all that. Mm-hmm. So just apply that to your life. Just don't read like – you know, the first chapter of James and be like, oh, that's good for Corey or it's good for Brandon. No, if I read the first chapter of James, I'm not thinking about you guys. I'm thinking about, God, right. what are you telling me? What are you telling me right now to to do? Mm-hmm. So, well, Before we move on, I want to hit the, um, the story, the short story about Joseph, and that's going to propel us into what else we're going to talk about okay. today that's, you know, a little bit deep as well. But anything else stand out from the message yesterday for the two of you? I, I barely remember yesterday. So I, after that steak and all that stuff, I'm <laughs> and barely nap. and my nap. I, yeah. yeah, that's been a neon ago. So well, yesterday while you guys had steak, I had Subway. I'm sorry. Oh, good for you. So I just wanted you to know that we thought about you. Thank you. Actually, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you good? I'm good. Okay. Well, do you want so? So you talked about yesterday. You talked about the um, the short story of Joseph and how you right. know Joseph was his father's favorite. Exactly. And, and we know about the, the account of the the coat that his father had made for right. him of the many colors and and how his older brothers were like, oh right. my goodness, his jealous kid is and... they're jealous and they ended up selling him into slavery. They were going to kill him. Yep. And um, they ended up selling him into slavery. He ends up in Egypt yep. and he ends up second command. Under under Potiphar. Exactly. You want to take it from there? Well, I think the story of Joseph, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, every step of Joseph's life from a boy to when you catch it to the finality, the finality of his life, you could break down almost every single segment of his life right. and learn something from it, even to the story of his dad with the coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a whole story in that. I mean, you, if you just open that up, and then there's the whole relationship with his brothers, and mm-hmm. then there's this, the relationship with his brothers in the part of, we're going to kill him, but now we're not going to mm-hmm. kill him, but we're going to sell him into slavery. And you and you start breaking all that down because you're like, you, you see God's hand of providence yeah. on Joseph's life, yeah. even though it wasn't easy. Yeah. But well, there's so much you can learn from him, even in after the reunited, you know, in in Egypt, right? And the forgiveness that he truly gives his brothers, and they're right. still like, "Oh right. my goodness!" As soon as right. Dad dies, he's going to kill us all, right? And, and he's like, right. "Guys, it's we're good." Well, think about the emotion he showed. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he cleared the yeah he, he cleared had, the he room to go and, into another room to cry exactly, and 
I mean, right then and there, it's like, wow. But he also toyed with him for a he, few years. He did. Bit, and I like bit. that. Yeah, absolutely right. Because that shows Joseph has, number one, he's got a good personality. Yes. And it's not like he's getting revenge, right. but it's almost like he needed to do that to move to the next level. Right. It's like, right. oh, really? Here we go. Right. Yeah, but I'm exactly. sure, you know, but going back to what, you know, you said it's not, it wasn't easy. No. It was not an easy life. No, not at all. Uh, and I think that that came out of him. Right. right. At that point. I think it did. Is it wasn't just that moment his brother showed up. Right. It was his life from the day he was probably given that coat. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and the struggle that he had yeah. through yeah. that. And I don't know what the rest of the brothers look like, but, and I can't, I don't have the scripture with me where Joseph, you know, the Bible does in some passages say that he was a good looking guy. So yeah. I don't know what the other brothers look like, but, um, you know, that had to be a, a source of contention too. So yesterday what we brought up is he's the number two guy in the land and Potiphar's wife, uh, tries to seduce him mm-hmm. to take him to bed. And we all know that story. That's a, that's a huge story, but, um, and I, and I don't know, it, the Bible doesn't really say if Joseph struggled with this right but i'm gonna have to just say he there there was maybe a thought right i mean would you guys agree with that or was joseph so i mean and here's why i'm gonna say that because joseph toyed with his brothers he toyed with his brothers for just a few minutes so i wonder if joseph maybe thought hmm hmm but i don't think it was a long thought because i think the more you entertain something Mm -hmm. because i think even when it comes to you or me or anybody else As a Christian, I think you've got to jump through so many hoops to get to that part to where Joseph was going to go with Potiphar's wife. Right. So I love this part in Genesis chapter 39 verses, um, I think it's 8 and 9. Mm-hmm. It says, Joseph um, refused and he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one has more authority than I do. He has held nothing back from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? And this is the this is the line that gets me, and it gets me every time I read this. It would be a great sin against God. Mm. Yeah. It's not a sin against me, although it's a sin right. that I'm committing. Wouldn't it's not it a, sin a sin against, against Potiphar. Potiphar yeah. Not a sin against Potiphar's wife. It's a sin against God. It's a sin against God. Yeah. How about that one? Yep. Who is number one in Joseph's life? Well, you know. Bingo. Right God. there. Exactly. You know? yeah. 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 So if God's number one in our life, that takes on a whole new perspective. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we're not going to be tempted. Right. No, not right. at all. It doesn't mean that those those things aren't going to be there. Right. Right. But I think how we, we handle them exactly. is going to show who's number one in our lives. Exactly. And, you know, we have had, um, you know, in over just the last year or so, there's been several, um, several high profile, high profile. Mm-hmm. Ministers, pastors, whatever you want to call them, we've got um, the whole thing, and you guys can Google this later. You got Ravi Zacharias who uh, died, I think, last May mm-hmm. or June, and then somewhere last fall, all these allegations came out against him. And Ravi Zacharias, I think, is one of the most prolific minds. He's an you know an apologist, yeah. which an apologist, you know, is somebody who stands in defense of. This. So he stands in defense of the gospel. And he's one of those guys that would go into public schools and to colleges and anywhere and is not a Christian crowd. And you could ask him anything and they would, he would go right at it. And so he, he knew what he was talking about. So all these allegations came up that he was engaged in these, um, you know, 
extramarital affairs, he, you know, in massage parlors and all that. And then you've got people like Carl Lentz from Hillsong. Hillsong, New York. And who, um, here's this rock star mm-hmm. minister, pastor, and I'll just say it straight up, and somebody, you know, if, if he's listening ever, or I tell him straight to his face, I've never been a fan of that rock mm-hmm. star pastor because I, I see him not a, a standing for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I see him as a performer right. for something, right. kind of like Joel Olstein. I don't mm-hmm. see Joel Olstein as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I see him as a high-profile um, performer, mm-hmm. uh, like it would be Justin Bieber or somebody right, like that. Right. He is on the, he is a religious performer. Yeah. And so was Carl Lentz, but Carl Lentz got engaged with this lady in a park and started walking with her and she's not a Christian and, you know, she's an atheist. She's an atheist. Yeah. And ended up telling her, you know, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. We have a deep connection. Now, how can you have a deep connection with somebody who doesn't even believe the way that you do? Right. Question mark. And then you have, you know, other people like um, Jerry Falwell Jr. and his mm-hmm. wife, I think it's Becky, who had this long-standing, the three of them, affair with their pull boy. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're looking at a lot of people. And then just this week, I sent you the article. Yeah, that's of, another um, Hillsong, uh, Pastor Darnell Barrett. Darnell. He's the uh, creative director of Hillsong's Montclair, New Jersey chapter. Um, and and I don't know that there was any sexual activity there, but he was sending it kind of explicit texts and Snapchats to some women almost fishing. Now fishing. There's, oh, uh, sorry, I sent this to you. Sorry, by I the sent way. this to this you. This meant to go to somebody else. And, and he's still standing on the fact that it was you know, purely an accident, but some of the texts that he had sent back kind of yeah. implied that it, it wasn't was not. an accident. So, yeah. So. Yeah. And so my thought there is, you know, and I just think that over the past, like you said, over the past year, over the past two years, there's always been, you know, things like this that have taken place. For but sure. It seems like it's just over the past year or so, it's escalated. Mm-hmm. And these high profile ministers um, and leaders in the church are falling into this sin. Um yeah, the temptation's there, mm-hmm. but where's the disconnect? Mm-hmm. What's causing them to give in to this sin? Because we read about Joseph. Right. You know, we, we've established number one in Joseph's life was God. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I, you don't know. You don't have any backstory. You don't know what Joseph thought. Where did he entertain it? We don't know. He probably entertained it for a moment, but then he, he moved past it and said, you know, this isn't right. This is a sin against God. Right. Um, you know, it's not our role to to condemn these guys. It's not our, you know, no. we can't judge them. That that's God's. But as ministers, um, looking at this from that lens, it's like, man, how did they get there? Right. Because not only does it affect your, especially in these situations, right. Jerry Falwell Jr., um, Carl Lentz, Ravi Zacharias, all of that. Right. You know, it doesn't just affect what you've said in your ministry. It affects it affects the kingdom. It affects the entire kingdom of yeah. God. Were you going to say something? No, I just said that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, Very astute. Yeah, yeah, I was – no, I was, yeah, I mean I was, I was agreeing with you. Now, as I sit here and I'm listening to you guys go back and forth and, and having this conversation, I just um, – you know, I get – 
I get uh, I get disappointed, mm-hmm. and sad. Yeah, very you know, much. thinking of where the state of or the state of the 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 church is right now and the leadership, mm-hmm. because how many people does does that affect? Yeah, outside of those who are physically affected, mm-hmm. right, right. How many people literally read the books from Ravi? have listened to him and all this, these things and was an example to him and helped right. and he helped disciple them. Right. Or he was mm-hmm. there and they were listening and, and, and now they hear this mm-hmm. and this comes out and it's just sad because we're, we're, what is in their mind now? Are right. they just done? Yeah. You know, and th- right. that's somebody they looked up to and, right. and, um, and it's just, uh, where does it go from here? Right, and I think though I think you, um, I, I think you, we all process these things differently, mm-hmm. and, and I know I do because um, <clears throat> you, when I look at Ravi, he's such, and I and and I've been doing this over the last couple of weeks, and even Anita and I listened to a few things of his the other night. Um, they're they're on YouTube, and so I thought, well, I'm going to go back and just start listening to Ravi to see if he's actually telling us something in the middle of his speaking mm-hmm. because I know sometimes you subconsciously right. do that. Right. There's nothing, I, I, and I'm listening intently, and I've probably listened to six, seven sermons, disagree with absolutely nothing that right, he says. Right. Even talk about sexual temptation he has in one, and he talks about just get dealing with sin. What does that look like? Yeah. And what he actually ends up saying in this one sermon, which he's dead on, and I mean, which irritates me because I, do I quote him anymore? Probably not, but right. I'm going to tell you what he said here. He said that the sin that you are, you are in, you are a slave to a sin. Right. You are a slave to uh, your master, the sin. And he said, so what you do is you have an enslavement mentality mm-hmm. to multiple sins or one sin. And it's like, and he grabbed his wrist real hard. He said, and it's like you have been chained mm. to a dungeon you are a slave to that and the only way that that can be broken he says is when you allow your mind and your heart to succumb to the will in in the uh, in the mind of jesus christ and i'm like uh right, right. so what goes on here yeah i'm like i wanted to, i just wanted to stop it, the television pause it be like ravi What's going on here? What is this? What I'm reading is this true? Right. Is it not true? Because I mean, really, a dead man can't really defend himself. And that's so. what makes the the Ravi situation a little bit different from the other situations. Because right now, it's a she said, she said, and he he has no he has rebuttal. no say. He has no say. None. Um, you and I did watch a clip last week where he was talking about um, about sexual temptations and sexual sins and and talking about how we need to be held accountable and you and i asked the question okay is he is he confessing here is he just kind of is he throwing this up because that okay without going too deep i've been in okay i can't say i've been in a similar situation i wasn't really not what i was saying um there was (laughs) i was told something by someone once who they were Warning young ministers okay. of saying, hey, you've got to be accountable. You have to be this. You mm-hmm. have to you know, be on guard, this, this, this. And um, not long after that came out that this individual was engaging in the same things that they were telling us not, not to, to right? engage in. Um, you know, was that a cry for help? Was that them saying, oh, man, I wish that I could turn the clock back 10 months or 12 months mm-hmm. or however long mm-hmm. this has been going on in my life – 
Um, and so I'm going to try to help mm -hmm. this group of people. Mm -hmm. um, was that what Ravi was doing? Uh, we don't know. And it was your typical guy thing where we just box everything up. Right. We have a box for the family, a box for our kids, box for hobbies, box for God, box for, you know how we do. Right. I mean, women have a tendency to take the whole picture and everything's in right. the painting. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're in the painting. Everything is that in that entire picture. A guy, um, almost has like, uh, Shelby where he, you know, this is who I am. This is what I am. And then this is who I am when nobody's looking. Second and then, shelf. And the, yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know, but God, God has made men and women different ways, but he's made us that way for a reason. Right. And there's a reason why we're made that way, but we can't give in to right. the, the worst part of, yeah. of that. So when it comes to him, Ravi, um, I have a really difficult time because, um, I just like him. He's quotable. He's quotable. And not only that is I agree with, yeah, I do not yeah. disagree with anything For that, sure. that he has said. So I'm always one of those things where I don't jump on the bandwagon right at the beginning. So I give things time to, to play out, play down to see what happens. Like, you know, when the whole Black Lives Matter thing came out mm -hmm. last year, last May or whatever, I, I, I had people angry at me here because I did not speak out on right. that. And, I finally just kept saying, if I, if you want me to actually speak out on that, you're not going to like what I have to say. Right. But I'm not jumping on this bandwagon. I never jump mm -hmm. on a bandwagon. Let's allow things pl to play out and to right. play down. Right. And, um, so, you know, even when it comes to this, I'm going to allow it to play out and play right. down. But, um, Carl Lentz, um, mm -hmm. you know, Jerry Falwell Jr., this, um, what's his name from the, the Hillsall? Uh, Barrett, uh, Darnell Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, they all, Every single one of those guys are all struggling with the same thing, yep. which tells you something. Right. What are they listening to? Mm -hmm. What's their truth source? Is God the top thing in their life? Because let me ask you this question, and Corey and Brandon weigh in on this. Do you think it takes a lot of hoops to get involved in that? This is not like, oh, you know what? I fell off the back of the wagon and you know, in Carl Lentz's case, and I had an affair with this lady. Mm -hmm. That's just not the way it happens, you know, because he comes out and he says, you know, oh, you know, I, I had pastoral bur burnout. I was stressed off the gills. You know, it's like, I mean, I'm sorry, but pastoral burnout. I mean, you're not pastoring anybody. You're getting up in your your showman, and you're running around with high profile celebrities. Mm -hmm. There's no burnout there at all, bro. So I'm not even going to give you that that to to fall into. So what I'm saying is that, you know, um, you just don't fall off the back of the wagon right, right. and like I fell into this. You've got to lie multiple mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. to get to that point. So you're at the park with her, then you're back at the park with her. And so you're, he even said, my wife texted me and said, Oh, I'm in a meeting right now. He wasn't in a meeting. He was in a meeting with her. And then he goes, and, you know, to her apartment and they make time to make, to, do you realize how many lies and how many hoops mm -hmm. you've got to jump through to get to that point in your right. life? Yeah. I mean, so I call bogus and bull on that. Yeah. You know, and the, what, what I think about that is the, is the, the situations that he put himself into. Right. Right. That is, those are conscious decisions. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can make a conscious decision right now to go have lunch with a female coworker if I wanted to. Or that's pretty, with us. Or I can go, well, <laughs> I can go with you guys, right? But, but, but the point is I'm not right. going to, right. and I'm not going to because right. I value 
the my marriage. Right. I I I love my wife, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to put myself in that situation. Right. Right. So when you plus put you're afraid your, of her too. Let's admit it. Yeah. She. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you know, it's like I'm not. He put himself in those situations. Going back to Robbie, you know. What, what's the bit, what's the backstory of this whole thing is what did he own? Right. He owned massage parlors. Right. Okay, guys. Come on. Right? Right. Yeah, we don't know. We don't hear his side of the story we because don't. he's no longer here. Right. But if you look at it, it does look like massage parlors, hiring mas- masseuses. Right. Is that right? Yeah. Masseuses? I think so. Mas- masseuse? Is, is that the same word as chocolate mousse, or is that the different? Okay, yeah, I, I think know. it's a little different. Okay. But anyways, the the what kind of situation was he putting himself put yourself into? in a place you shouldn't be in right. consciously? Right. And and you know I'm I'm looking and I you know I've read articles on mm-hmm. this. Um, I've tried to educate myself right on this, and right. you know this all came up on him in 2017, right? And his ministry organization rebuked it. Re, yeah, yeah. You know, and okay, so, um, so now why is it again mm-hmm. resurfacing? Right, resurfacing. Right. Was there some? You know, is was it was 2017? Did they really refute this because it was not accurate? And now that he is gone, it's now coming back again. Right, right. So, you know, it's um, it, it's a it's a tough one, but you know, when I look at it. Going back to the, uh, I can't remember his name, the other gentleman you guys said, mm-hmm. what situations are they putting themselves into? Right, right. And I know that there's guys who listen to this podcast. My question is going to be for you is what situation do you put yourself into? But you shouldn't be. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it and react to that decision. Mm-hmm. Step away. Yeah. Well, and that's where, you know, that video you and I watched, Craig, on, um, on Ravi. Right. Where he talked about being accountable. You know, we have to be accountable, whether we're ministers or not. Being a Christian, a Christ-following man, a Christ-following husband, a mm-hmm. Christ-following father. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you've heard the terminology, ministers live in glass houses. Right. But I think that we all, as Christ followers, as disciples of Jesus, should feel like we're living in a, a glass house. Because when right. when we fall into a sin like this, and, and we all have sin in our lives, you know, let's just... I have sin in my life. You have sin in your life. Corey has sin in his life. <gasps> okay. I know. Mm-hmm. We all, you know, you, you mentioned it yesterday. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right. But a, a sin like this is, is a little different, especially when you're a minister. Um, it it does affect so many people. And it yep. affects our our witness yep. for Christ. And, and And I think you get to the point where you look at... You know, as a as a minister or a pastor, whatever you want to call yourself, I mean, whatever, um, you get down to the point of, you know, you're you're such in a high profile position, whether you want to be or not, right? And so people have a tendency to put you up on something that you should never have mm-hmm. been put up for on. sure, for sure. Um, right. they, and sometimes ministers are elevated to, on a pedestal far above God, yes. which yeah. is wrong, which yeah. is just 100% wrong. And um, I don't want anybody putting me up on a pedestal ever. And because there's just nothing to put up there, to be honest with you. And, um, 
But you look at that and you start to believe that, especially if you're like a person like with the notoriety of, um, you know, Ravi mm-hmm. and you have Carl Lentz and you have Jerry Falwell Jr. and you have the other guy from Hillsong and multiple other guys throughout yeah. the course of life that have fallen down. A lot of these guys are high profile and they're, they're stuck on the celebrity yeah. side of it. Now, and I look at Ravi and you and I have talked about this mm-hmm. and I've not talked about this with you. He's a different because he doesn't seem to be a celebrity pastor, although he is. Right. So I don't know what that does psychologically to you in your mind. Do you believe all the stuff that you read and, you know, that I'm the greatest apologist since, you know, the Apostle Paul, that I'm, you know, because he's been introduced by, you know, things like that. And um, so I don't know how that plays um, in your mind. But you said a word that I think that it will every single one of us need in our life, and it's accountability. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe any of those guys. Right. Have accountability at all. And I think that's that's hard. I think when you're in that position, um, I mean, even let's let's take the minister status out and the pastor status and the rock star status pastor out. Let's just say a professional athlete, Mm -hmm. a professional ball player. And I'm going to date myself here. But, you know, Daryl Strawberry, you guys Mm -hmm. remember his name? Oh, yeah. He was brought in in like 1983 or four to the New York Mets. He's supposed to be the next Willie Mays. He's supposed to be the next Hank Aaron. He's supposed to be a combination of the greatest baseball players of all time, Roberto Clemente. And he's going to be better than them. And he starts to. Believe that. Yeah. What is he, 19 years old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you start to believe this. So I think you create almost a monster. There is the right. Daryl Strawberry, the person, and there's Daryl Strawberry, the baseball god. Yeah. And those two guys are fighting for each yeah. They're fighting against yeah. each other. Daryl Strawberry, the person who he really is, is fighting against the celebrity Daryl. So I look at it like that when I look at it like Ravi or Carl Lentz or Jerry Falwell Jr. Because like Jerry Falwell Jr. has been in the, in the, in the eye of Everybody since he's been a little boy. Yeah, exactly. And so you are fighting against who you are and your celebrity. Yeah. Because the celebrity is not the real person. Because once the crowd has left and they stop putting you on the pedestal, here's where you're at. So you have Jerry Falwell Jr. So now we're, I'm unfulfilled because this part is not Mm -hmm. fulfilling enough. So I'm unfulfilled. And so we're going to add a pool boy to my. To me and my wife's life. Right. I'm unfulfilled in this, and so there's no accountability, so Ravi's going to go do this. Mm-hmm. Carl Lentz, there's just – he is totally 100% a rock star mm-hmm. minister, and I have, I've i never liked him. Yeah. I, I've always thought he's a false prophet. I've never agreed with anything that he's ever said. To be honest, well, I've, I've never seen him speak. You're lucky. and yeah. um, But I've watched him on, like, The, the View. Ugh. I've watched <laughs> him on Oprah. Ugh. And he's never given any concrete answers on anything that meant anything about the gospel of Christ, about sin, about abortion, about gay marriage, anything. He's always flirted around that. So that's how you know he's a false prophet Mm -hmm. because what he's doing, he goes just enough to where he's not going to get any backlash because he's the only guy in the room, which I fully believe he knows the answers. Oh, exactly. I do. I do. But he is now withdrawing, and he, he caught some backlash on some of this stuff and he had to come back in of course i believe that abortion is wrong well why didn't you say that when you were on the view when you had those four ungodly women mm-hmm. question why didn't you why didn't you use that as an opportunity for the glory of god exactly maybe you could have touched him but now there's no respect for you for that right, right. so and that makes it tough you know and not, not just this these situations but what do you do with that you said yourself you're struggling with what? Whether you're going to quote Ravi anymore, which I probably won't. But 
Um, you know, I I may just say I once heard somebody say exactly. <laughs> I don't know where I heard this, but it, <laughs> they said um, that Michael and Lisa Gunger of the band Gunger okay. wrote the song "Beautiful Things," and we used to do that song quite a bit. And and it's just the the song is the idea that God takes um, something so beautiful like a flower and creates out of nothing, out of the dust, this beautiful flower blooms, and. He does the same thing with us in our lives. Well, a couple of years ago, they came out, and now they don't believe in God. They're both atheists. Mm-hmm. And here these Christian, before they were Christian, songwriters are. It's like, for me as a worship minister, what what do I do with that? Right. I've struggled with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some other bands that you know I don't fully agree with the teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, What do we do with that? Because some of the song lyrics are spot on. Right. Well, I mean, like anything can be done to worship and honor God. For sure. Right? So so can you use a Ravi Zacharias quote to honor God? Maybe. I don't know. Let's That's, pray about that. The things we struggle with. <laughs> exactly. The things we struggle with. So I um, I actually can't stumble across this um, comment here. Um, I'm going to try to pull it up if I can find it. This is actually, are you ready? From Justin Bieber. Wait, Justin. did you quote Justin Bieber a few weeks ago? I did not. I've okay. quoted Willie Nelson, who's a really good philosopher. <laughs> theologian. I've quoted him, yeah. <laughs> theologian. Very big theologian. I mean, yeah. uh, if you just listen right. to him talk, it's like, is that Spurgeon? Yeah. No, anyway. Okay. But anyway, I want Come you to listen to what, um, to here's what, um, Justin Bieber said, um, about like the Carl Lentz situation. No, the backstory, okay. they, Carl Lentz had taken Justin Bieber, as far as I know, under his wing. He did. A couple years ago. He did. And, and they were so seen they were everywhere. Close. They yeah. were all seen oh, running yeah. around beaches. Which they were I think shirtless. Part of that they was were, that, yeah. It was a celebrity. Was, You're a rock star. You now have been moved into it was the rock star. It that's, was publicity for both of them. That's stressful, though. It is stressful. I think it's stressful. Yeah. But so anyway, anyways, that was sarcastic. he says, I think so <laughs> many pastors put themselves on a pedestal, and especially church can be surrounded by one man the pastor the guy and it's like this guy is the has the ultimate relationship with god that we all want but we can't get it because we're not this guy mm-hmm. so that becomes about a person and it's now we've ditched jesus christ right and so what are we doing right. you know it's like uh, that's why i want people to see Christ yeah. and um yep. and anybody that knows me and you know I drag my feet on pictures and I do not want my name to be the front name on anything I, I I don't I've had people say you need to have your name on the church publication you need to have your name on the stuff when we uh, no it's not about you it's, it's not, not about, about me. me I don't want people yeah. to see my name I you know what I want people to see when they see the Richwood Church of Christ I want them to see Jesus, Jesus. Christ yep. and and I think you're touching on something there that is so prevalent in in churches today I've seen it I've seen it before loud and clear. And that's when, uh, and I've heard it, is when, well, I go to church here because I like the pastor. Mm-hmm. Or I go to church here because of this, right? Look, <clears throat> I mean, we go here for many reasons, not right. just because, honestly, it's not because Craig Brads is here. It's right. because the, the gospel is being preached here at Richwood Church of mm-hmm. Christ. Brandon, if you were preaching every Sunday, you know, and you were preaching the gospel, we would be here. Right. Right? And that's not 
offensive, I don't think, to you, Craig. No, not at all. And that's what you just said is, right. yeah. I don't want you to come here because no. of me. Right. No. We should be right. coming here because we are glorifying Jesus Christ right. here at RCC. Right. And right. we are serving as a church together mm-hmm. at RCC. Mm-hmm. We're not here because Craig Brads is the pre- preacher. Mm-hmm. And at times in churches, that can get very... Very touchy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a and, lot. There's and, a well, really I'm not going to go here because this person's not here anymore. Right. Yep. I, right. I've been through that. Mm-hmm. I've been through that. And um, it's hurt. It's It, it hurts me. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. hurtful to the congregation and the leadership of the congregation. Yes. Who put in blood, sweat, and tears into leading a church. And they hear somebody doesn't come here because the pastor's <laughs> right. not because there. Because of a person, right. <laughs> because of a yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. it shouldn't matter you know. if, if Craig's preaching or not, if I'm leading worship or not, yes. or whatever. Yes. It, it really, that's not yep. what it's about. We do what we do right. to give glory to God. Right. right. And to help yep. lead others in that. Yep. And to, to, you know, we're all in this together. Yeah. You know, and, I, and, and, and like what you said about the rock star and the coolness right. and all that stuff, you know, like, I mean... D- when are you gonna start wearing tight jeans, Craig? And and I do not you know, look good in your... tight jeans. Oh, okay. okay, just All to right. let you know, I'm not built for tight jeans. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I, you know, but 55. I mean, that, that's that's part. Well, this guy's cool. You know, he's right. he's, he's a rock he's star guy. He's, he's hip. You know, and um, I just that's not the reason. Well, I was listening to a uh, podcast from somebody, and I won't mention his name, but um, he was actually talking about this, yeah, and he's yeah. not a Christian, not a Christian at all, but he's a very high-profile podcaster and, you know, out in the in the world, and he brought up this whole Carl Lentz thing and celebrity pastors, and he calls it out for what it is, yep. and he's more dead on than anybody that, that I've ever heard, and uh, he uses a few choice words with, within that, but he actually just comes out and says, I knew this guy was a fake and a fraud the yep. first time I ever saw him. With his shirt buttoned down and, to yeah. his, you know, mid chest and it pulled open and his peck sticking out and, you know, he's got the cool haircut and he's walking around on stage without shit. He, he pegged it for what it was for the first time that he ever saw that. And he said, I want my pastor or my minister to love God. That's what he said. And he's and not even a Christian. He's not a Christian. Yeah. Right. I want him to love God yeah. and then everything else. And I'm like, okay, if this guy gets it. Why can't the entire universe get this? I mean, honestly, why can't they get that? You know, I'm just thinking about when Sarah and I started attending RCC and how cool Craig's hair was. COVID has done a lot, man. COVID's done a lot to, uh, you are talking about his hair. I, I need a haircut. I was getting ready to ask you again, what happened to your hair, man? I, I, I didn't fix it today. I just wore a hat. Fix it. There's nothing there. Yeah, fix it. It's there's a, a little bit, I guess. It's like all mushed down in the <laughs> there's front. There's nothing there on there's, your head, Corey. There's nothing there. Yeah, Corey is as good as a cue ball right now. Yeah. So, but he's got this rocking beard, though. Speaking of cool, What's up? Corey Smith. Yeah. Hey, careful. Careful. Thanks for joining us today. That's yeah. You know, we we could honestly talk for three we hours could. about this. Can well, we? I'm not done yet. So hang oh, on a second. Okay. Wow. Let, let me let me read a scripture us? to you here. Okay. And it goes along, well, maybe not go along, but it kind of goes along. And, and I think we always have to keep Joseph's yeah. last yep. line in, in our mind is where, um, he says, um, you know, it would be a great, it would be a great sin against God. And it would be. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if as a Christian or that we look at it like that. But we need to see that this is a sin against God. This is a this is a sexual sin, and this is a sin against God. And so, I'm reading um, um, a verse of scripture um, last night. I was out back in beautiful evening, and I was reading this. And 
So it's one you've heard before, like numerous times, and it's Matthew 6, verse 33. You already know what it is, don't you? Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need. And, you know, some translations is that seek ye first the kingdom of God and, and his righteousness and all these things mm-hmm. will be given to you as well. And so when I, when I read that passage of scripture, I'm always amazed that, you know, the seek God first. Well, if you're seeking God first, that is going to take away what we've already talked about. Um, my will is not going to be the main will. It's going to be the will of God. So if I'm seeking God first, it's not going to be about me trying to jump through hoops and get what I need and get what I desire because there's something going on with anybody that does that. And so seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you yeah. as well. God's going to give you everything you need. And so so in the cases of some of these celebrity pastors and even me and you, Corey, mm-hmm. and you, Brandon, um, we find our life and our fulfillment in God. Yep. Yeah. Other than that, it's a black hole. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like even, um, you know, if you look at what's taking place in Minnesota, now Black Lives Matter is no longer satisfied with the guilty verdict that they got. I can't remember his name, Chauvin or whatever his name is for the policeman that mm-hmm. was it. They're not happy with that now. They're not happy with the guilty verdict. They're not happy with, with what's going on. Guess what they want now? They want reparations. You know what that is? That is a godless, 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 godless movement Mm -hmm. because all they want is more and more and more. There's a black hole, and there's a hole in your stomach. There's a black hole in my stomach and yours and yours. And if it's not filled with God and his word and the truth, then guess what? You're going to – you. that is a a hole that is never going to be fulfilled. It is a bottomless pit without Jesus Christ. And so what the world needs, what I need, what Ravi and Carl and – whoever we've mentioned, what they need is they need that part of them, right. that part that they're hanging on to, to trust God enough mm-hmm. that it's going to be fulfilled. We've already talked about that, where you're hanging on to that, where am I going to trust God in this or not to fulfill this? That's where the rubber meets the yeah. road. Well, it's hard. And how true is that, though? We, you know, we have this hole inside of us that if we do not fill it with God, we're going to find other things to fill it with, whether, oh, whether it's – that extramarital affair mm-hmm. or whatever, whether it's pornography or a relationship with someone else or this or that, we're going to fill it with something. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, so I think that kind of looking back over the, the entire hour and 15, 17, 18 minutes so far. Um, wow. Yeah, we're, we're getting in there. Yeah, we're but, cruising. You know, whether whether it applies to what we were talking about early on from the message yesterday in, in living together mm-hmm. um, or the situation with these rock star ministers or, or whatever there, pornography, no matter what, if we're, if we're not filling that hole with God mm-hmm. and his truth and his word and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide our lives, then yeah, those slopes are going to be super slippery mm-hmm. and super easy, you know, to get into. Right. And 100%. that's where we have to be on guard we have to be held accountable, mm-hmm. and yeah. Well, those things don't those things don't last. Exactly. You know what you feel doesn't last. Right. What well, lasts forever? You know the I'm the beginning and the and the and the last and mm-hmm. the end. You know, um, and so when you said that, that's that's one thing I thought about was those things may only satisfy you for what five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> if that. If that. If that. If that. Mm-hmm. And they just. But God can satisfy you all the time. Right. 
You just got to be willing to let it. Yeah. Let intentional. It yep. intentional. Intentional. And that's a that's almost yeah. a minute by minute thing sometimes for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truthfully. Um. Yeah. Intentional. Yeah. yeah. Being intentional about what you're going to do for yeah. for God and keeping your where you need to go. Right. Right. Wow. Good stuff. Yeah. Are you coming back to join us? Absolutely. Perfect. Yep. Cool. This was good. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, thanks for. I mean, I you think, need to bring I, I something back say, and just lay it down on us and like totally surprise us what you want to talk about. Okay, I can Next do time. that. Um, no, I just want, I think this podcast is great. I think you guys, um, you know, over the last year with COVID, you right. know, um, things have uh, we you know have added um, tools to be able to get the the message out there, right. you know, through live streaming mm-hmm. when you can hear it. Um, <laughs> Right. <laughs> just, just Thanks, that's, Thank that's you. a yeah. teaser yeah. from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. But anyways, you know, that's, um, that's been great. And now this is just another tool. Right. To help reach people and to see, um, how many states and countries are being impacted mm-hmm. by this podcast, right. um, after the fifth one. Yeah. Um, it's been great. So thank you guys for doing this each Monday yeah, it's been good. and yeah, taking it's... the time to upload it yeah. and all that. It's been yeah. great. Yep. Well, it's been good because, you know, Craig and I have talked. We're going to have the, we have these conversations throughout the week anyways. You know, we're going to sit down and, and talk yeah. about stuff like this. So now we barely talk because I'm always like, hey, we shouldn't talk about yeah. this. We put that on the podcast and I don't want to rehearse it. <laughs> yeah, I'll start saying something. He's like, okay, we'll stop right there. That, that actually <laughs> happened this morning. Yeah. I brought something <laughs> up and I'm not going to bring what it was because that's for another day. But that's exactly <laughs> right. what they told me is just stop. Stop. stop talking. You can come back bring it and back. we can talk about that <laughs> yeah. later on. It was funny. Come on. Bring yeah. it back. Yeah. <laughs> And then we ended up talking about it for 15 minutes or <laughs> right. so. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think we'll wrap it down. Yeah, we're like a, a minute and 20, almost 25 minutes in, or an hour and 25 minutes into a minute and 25 minutes. Oh, wow. Cool. Good luck, guys, listening yeah, to this. Exactly. I hope you made it through. So Yeah. So, well, thank you again, Corey. <laughs> no, thank thank you, you, Craig, for being yep. here as usual. Um, we do have some, you know, a trip that we're planning here in a couple of weeks for another special guest from Heading Mike. down to the great state of Heading, Kentucky. Heading down to Kentucky. And so, again, don't forget to like and subscribe. That way you get notifications and automatically downloads on whatever platform you're listening to. And, um, again, if you have any ideas on topics, we're going to – once we get enough topics in, we're going to kind of do a, a draw um, out of a, a mug or a basket or something where we will answer those questions. Can people go in and they can write reviews, right? Yes, they can and, write reviews. Give us a review. And, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Mm. Give us a rating and a review. and. So thanks again for listening, and we hope you have a great week this week. Guys, have a good week. Yep, see ya.